Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU football 3-0, but now facing the most important three-game stretch of the season. BYU football national champion Blaine Fowler on why the Virginia Cavaliers defense may be the best BYU faces all season. Plus, the wideout and Broncos hopes for a sellout. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Tuesday, September 16th. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with the lead singer of my imaginary band, Jerem Jordan. Mm. Why aren't you the lead singer? Because you're a better singer than I am. That's... You uh, lo- yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Look, I hate to even bring this up. You want up. me to sing something for you? You want you want to Nice, nice. Yeah. And I was on my mission during the Homestar Runner craze, so you've introduced me in the past couple of days. So. Great job <laughs> and Trogdor, the Burninator. Uh, life-changing. There, there are some people that are laughing really hard right now, and other people are like, huh? I know. People are like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> Homestar Have, Runner, Google it. Death metal going on? Yeah. What's, what's the word? I hate to even bring this up, man. Then why bring it up? But I have to. Okay. 80% chance of rain on Saturday. What? That's a complete miscalculation of what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> so, Virginia. I can't, I can't help myself. Hashtag weather scarred. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the forecast is actually a beautiful 80 degrees. Perfect weather. 10% chance of rain. <sighs> The heavens smile upon Elias this about time. Yeah. In 2013, it was the weather storyline for basically the entire season. So thus far, BYU has Just enjoyed the two games. First, what about Idaho State? Oh no, some snow! It's no, November and no, it's Utah. It was, this is so it was, unexpected. It was gnarly. It was gnarly. Anyway, yes, yeah. at Nate Walton, burninating the countryside, <laughs> burninating all the people. Home, home star <laughs> runner. Oh, never disappoints. The following is not a joke. Matt Damon reportedly back for another movie uh, as one Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne identity. It's funny, Jimmy Kimmel skit as well. So there will be a fourth, at least from Matt Damon. At McMinn Five. Five. The system is down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. Which is, where'd it go? Where'd it go? I lost it. If BYU is 6-0. Then what? Yes. That's the question. Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet in from at Duff Tittle. There's only one answer to this question at BYU Sports Nation. And he is our historian, if you're not he, familiar he's, with Duff. He's in athletic media relations. Uh, he's the uh, an associate director of communications. Continuing on. Don't look ahead. Ever. There is one game on the schedule, Saturday versus Virginia. Okay, look. That is the team. Yes, I understand that official stance with the team. However, BYU Sports Nation has a Costco theory. We buy in bulk. <laughs> We're, we work in threes. When we buy TVs, we buy a pack of three. We really do. So BYU's next three games is our topic today. So hashtag BYU. And if BYU gets to 6-0, and then what? Then dot, what? Dot, 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 question mark. Hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, simulcast on BYU TV. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The next three games. The next three games 
will make or break BYU's season. It's not a coincidence that the next three also mark what we have tabbed as the toughest three-game stretch of the 2014 BYU football schedule. All three games on ESPN. Say it like it's pronounced. Espen. ESPN. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> give, give me a little Rachel Nichols there. <laughs> ESPN. Yes. <laughs> not ESPN2. Not on ESPNU. The Mothership. Not on ESPN Classic like last year's Houston game. Yeah, what the heck? ESPN News. The ESPN. It's on The Mothership. A Saturday game against Virginia. Friday yes. game against Utah State. <gasps> Thursday game at Central Florida. Hashtag sorry, UCF. Two of Central th- Florida wants people to say UCF, by the way. They have made that official mm-hmm. request. Yep. Two of the three at home. It's, yeah. And it starts with Virginia. So we'll, we'll appease Duff Tittle right now. Okay? We're, <laughs> we're going to discuss Virginia. Yes. It is. Okay. If you, ta- if you said what's the most important game on the schedule? The Virginia. next one. Yes. The next one. I agree with that theory. However, we're looking at the big picture. If BYU is going to go undefeated, what makes or breaks the season? I think these next three games can put you in a really, really good spot. If you get halfway through and you're undefeated <laughs> and you handle this three-game stretch... Then you'd be like, <laughs> BYU be burninating the opponents. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Virginia, the Cavaliers, riding some momentum, obviously, after a win over a ranked opponent, number 21 Louisville. It snapped, a, I believe, a 10-game losing streak in the ACC. Yeah, it had been a while. Mike London got super teary-eyed after the game. He was really emotional. And he said in that moment, we are for real. It's like, okay. 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 All right. Listen, Virginia, I think, is a solid team. They They won. uh, They beat uh, an overrated UCLA team. They lost to an— They only produced one offensive touchdown. Yes, yeah. They—or, sorry, UCLA only produced one offensive touchdown. Then Louisville blew it. They had the lead and then forced three and out, got the ball back, but fumbled at 25. Louisville blew it. I don't think that Virginia won that game, although Virginia did turn uh, Louisville over five times. I think Louisville is getting, uh, Virginia is getting more credit than they deserve right now. I think Louisville blew that game. The good part is now there is extra buzz yes, around this game. I do like that. Because Virginia is now receiving votes in both the AP poll and the coaches poll. Isn't that funny? I, you, you go two and one. The year before you won two games, all of a sudden you're like in the mix. Because you're from Power 5. They gave up three touchdowns by bad offensive mistakes to UCLA's defense. Or they win that game. I mean, their defense shut Brett they, Hundley they down. Should, they should be 3-0. Yeah, UCLA, I mean. Most overrated team in America. I'm absolutely. sorry. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been saying it. No, I'm not sorry. For, for weeks, I've been saying, like, I just do not see they're how they're second rate in the Pac-12. They are. They're gonna and next year is the perfect, perfect time for BYU to play UCLA. Virginia has a very tough front seven. And if you're not familiar yes. with them, then you should watch some game film on them. Watch them against Louisville. Yeah, watch them against UCLA. They're good. Eli Harold, Vallis. I mean, these guys can absolutely play. Number seven, number 88. Yeah, they're, they, gonna, they're both going to play in the NFL. These guys can ball. They, they have an excellent safety in Anthony Harris. Led the nation in interceptions with eight last year. Got one in the last game. Uh, they're, uh, they have five-star freshmen starting at free safety. Quinn Blanding. I've mentioned his name before. I like their defense. I think that they are athletic. I think they can run around. I do think BYU's offense can put up some points, though. But the strength of that, that game, to me specifically, BYU's defense. They will shut down Virginia's offense. Houston found some success against BYU on the defensive side of the ball, at least making Taysom feel like he had to run more 
And so I'm sure Virginia, with their athleticism, they're going to try and implement a similar game plan. But they, they might be Good the luck. toughest Good defense luck. that BYU faces Everyone knows all to year. stop the run against BYU. Good luck. Bronco Mendenhall certainly is anticipating Virginia to bring their best. Man, I think their front seven is really skilled. I think they're fast, athletic, tough, and, and um, certainly gave us all we could handle a year ago, and most of them are still there. Let's not forget that Virginia beat BYU last year with essentially the Wait, same what? defense. I know. <laughs> no, no, none of you have forgotten that. Mitch Matthews hasn't forgotten that either. I guess uh, the chip on your shoulder type week uh, to prepare. And uh, they took it away from us last year, and so this year is a special year for us, so we're going to take it away from them. BYU wide receiver Mitch Matthews after practice yesterday. The revenge factor for he and the team, it's real. It has to be. You tweeted out that picture of Taysom after the Virginia loss last year. It's an emotional photo of Taysom Hill completely dirty from all the mud and the grime and whatever uh, from the field, and he's being hugged by Richard Wilson after, you know, it was after BYU failed. They lost that game, you know. So Virginia is the first of those three that we think can make or break the season. If you can get through those three unscathed, now you're talking. BYU gets to 4-0 and with the win over Virginia. Then they have a bye week on September 27th. Then comes Utah State, the rivalry factor. Chucky no Keaton, Utah, so they become a rival. Chucky Keaton, the quarterback, banged up, but the Aggies are hopeful he's back for the game. If he's not back, they, have, not they, have, though. they have no chance. They have no chance of beating BYU without Kyler Fackrell out for the season, torn ACL. That is a bummer for them, a good outside linebacker. They're, they still got a decent defense. I think the offense took a step back, losing four starters on the offensive line. Wimpy is back, one of the twins there. Chucky Keaton. You know, Natson is a skilled player at receiver. They fly sweep him, jet sweep him sometimes. I just don't think they have the weapons on offense that they had, say, last year. And even in that the game. The year before that. And yeah. the year before that. I, they're, they're a good team. I mean, if they play a heck of a game and turn BYU over and it's crazy, they could win. I just don't see BYU losing to Utah State. BYU gets to 5-0. and Then comes Look at the up. game. Look at BYU, 5-0. and That we have talked about for a long time. On the road at Central Florida. Oh! Sorry, UCF. <laughs> <laughs> Say it correctly. It's, it's a Florida game. BYU is 0-5 all-time in the borders of Florida. This will be the worst team they pay, play in Florida ever. On a Thursday, after a short week, Miami, Florida against State. nine returning starters on defense. Wait a minute! They're 0-2, Spender. At Penn, oh, okay, at Penn State. At Ireland, against Penn State. Neutral game. They lose by a field goal. Should have won that game. Scored with too much time left on the clock. Penn State drives down, wins the game on a field goal. Then they play, uh, they bye week, and then at Missouri. Missouri's a good team, ranked 20th. They got worked, 38-10, I believe. Yeah, at Missouri. That's I've watched the thing. every snap of Central Florida this season in those two games, and I still think they're a good team. I still think they're a legit threat against BYU. Trevor Maddich would agree with you. And darn it, Central Florida, I wish they would have won at least one, if not both of those games, so the nation would know how good they are. But Central Florida lost their quarterback to the near the top of the NFL draft, Blake Bortles. But pretty much every other key contributor to their Fiesta Bowl championship team last year, they beat Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl last year. Most of those guys are back. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on UCF being better than their 0-2 record. I'm telling you, they're, they're good. Their receivers... Are Hall, Perriman, Wharton, those guys are legit. Like the best receiving core BYU will face all year. Teams get better week to week as well. I mean, or worse. BYU will face UCF six weeks into the season. So you think that they would be. Not everyone improves. More. Some people get worse. That's the hope, though, right? 
But BYU hopefully, UCF, hopefully, hopefully will get they better. get worse, right? Get be terrible. <laughs> no, BYU needs some strength of schedule for sure. BYU needs they needed Central Florida win to win at least one of those games. The next or three opponents for BYU, man, what a stretch! That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Heck yes, four and four. BYU's next three opponents are a combined four and four. But listen to the losses. I mentioned Central Florida's Penn State and at Missouri, number twenty. Uh, you look at Virginia. They lost to UCLA, who was number seven at the time. However, they're overrated, but it's UCLA. Uh, and then Utah State lost at Tennessee, beat Wake Forest at home, not to mention Idaho State. So two two and one teams. Uh, Virginia has defeated Louisville. I mean, there's some decent wins in there. These this set of three is the biggest set of three to me of all season. If you think the hype is big after the first three games of the season for BYU football, they win the next three. It becomes Jimmer mania only in football. So I guess Taysom mania. More team-based in, in this. Although BYU basketball got up to number three in the country. They were Remember, in the discussion to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that was nuts. I don't think it gets to Jimmer mania status, but it does become uh, crazy again. And Taysom Hill is the face of the program. If BYU gets to 6-0, and then what? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Big Uncle Pooh, if we go 6-0, and the bandwagoners will be jumping on the train. Yes. All aboard. At Hill for Heisman. Speaking of bandwagoners. That's not, <laughs> we've been there the whole time. That's right. Then on, then on to 12-0, and keep the truck trunk rolling. Does that mean truck? I don't know. Trunk? Do the trunk roll? is in the truck? Either the train? Way. Hashtag Hill for truck Heisman. Train? At Y for Life. Then we lose the TCU 32-7. <laughs> Reference to BYU is, what, 5 or 6-0, and, oh, and then hope is Number gone. 8 in the country. Seriously, though, keep grinding. Hashtag rise and grind. Hashtag blessed. At Foof's Chili Plate. Then they should really try really, really hard <laughs> to get to 7-0. and oh. I, I, I love I, the snark. I love, I love snark. It. Snark's hilarious. Uh, it's great. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, Taysom Hill received one fourth-place vote. And two fifth place votes in the latest ESPN Heisman Watch Experts poll. He is so trending last week he upward. Had, he, he had, had one, one fifth, fifth place vote. vote. Okay. We're counting pennies here, though. Keep winning. It's three. And a, it's You'll early. stay relevant. Yeah, yeah, You'll early. get noticed. Up next, do you believe in the curse of the all oh. white uniforms? This is a legitimate <laughs> a question. People Some people do. BYU in all whites against Virginia. We'll discuss that. Big deal. No deal. Next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. After further review, it's coming up tonight at 8 Eastern time. The guys review BYU in Houston, set the stage for BYU in Virginia. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon. Get some. 8 Eastern. That's their official slogan I just made up. Get some. 8 Eastern, BYU TV. <laughs> Our Twitter question today has some hypothetical undertones or overtones. Oh, however I'll, you want to look yeah, at it. That's the show, man. If BYU gets to six and zero, oh, then what? At Matt underscore Finlayson, then they're halfway to where they need to be. That's exactly right. We're thinking big picture. Like if BYU is to go undefeated, how does it happen? And what do the next three games mean? And how does it happen? They win every game. I know, but the details associated with that. If BYU six and zero, oh, they can do it. Because then you have Boise State left on the schedule. 
There are people at Cal. Nevada's kind of yeah. sneaky. You got they've they played tough with they beat Washington State and they played tough with Arizona. I love the superstitions that come into play here. There were people before the Houston game that were like, "No, don't, don't even mention the word undefeated. Don't do it." By discussing something that does not have anything to do with what's actually going to well, happen. Well, if we can't, it's ta- just a discussion. When do we talk about it? If we don't talk about it now, we can't talk about it ever. That's exactly right. So let's talk about it. That's like buying a sweet brand new pair of shoes and being like, "Well." I don't, don't want them don't, to get dirty. D- yeah, don't wear them. I don't want them to get dirty. Don't wear them. Don't wear them. Yeah, no. I had this battle with my sister for a long time. Like, hey, how many bowls? You're eating too many bowls of cereal. I'm like, what is the cereal for? <laughs> it's to be consumed. <laughs> it's to be eaten. Why would we save it? What are we saving it for? Utilize what you spend eat, the money on. Eat the cereal. I'm going to eat as many bowls of honeycomb as I want. You know what we should do right Whitney now? Whitney and Lindsay? Big deal. No deal. National processing sponsorship of Big Deal, No Deal is a big deal credit card processing for your business needs. This is how it works. We throw out a one-liner, and then Jeremy and I will decipher whether it is a big deal or no deal. Let's go. Number one. Big Deal, No Deal. The whiteout Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This is a big deal, but it has nothing to do with the curse. Okay, the curse. What? What are we? There's, the there's no Red curse Sox? about the all white uniforms. People are like, well, they played terrible at Florida State, and you know what? They they won at Mississippi. They won the bowl game in the all whites in the Poinsettia Bowl. Yeah, it's San Diego State. It's, there's no curse. Okay, so that that's no deal, but it's a big deal because it's going to look fantastic, and yes. it's going to be a Saturday sellout. Yes, big deal. It's on ESPN. BYU's ranked. Uh, lots of momentum. The all-whites at home is a rare thing. It's been a long time, if ever, that BYU's worn whites, you know. So it's a big deal. It's going to be. It's going to look cool. Wear white to the game. Wear white at home when you're watching. Can I wear my white golf pants? You wear whatever you want, Okay. Man. Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU averaging 96 penalty yards a game. <gasps> no deal. Why? Because they are 3-0. and oh. mm. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's done in the past. It's, it's done. Thanks, The Rock. Coaches, coaches are work, working on it, okay? They're 3-0, and despite the penalties. No deal. Big deal. You can't be penalized that much in bigger games, more important games, a la Virginia, Central Florida, Boise State, Cal, and expect to win with style points, which is the ultimate goal, right? To just win, you can maybe survive a Houston. You can survive a Connecticut. But I'm telling you, they'll be... Tougher situation for BYU where they critical moments where they have a penalty and it might cost them. It's I still Big think deal! I still think turnovers are the real issue. Yes, but penalties are yeah yeah less than the penalties and you don't bring back a great run from Jamal Atasum. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Virginia coming to LES after just knocking off another 21st-ranked team. Big deal because now there is hype surrounding Virginia. People are paying attention to the Cavaliers after they were written off. Trevor Maddich of ESPN told us yesterday there was a joke throughout the ACC and the media members there that who's going to win the Coastal Division? Well, throughout Virginia, everybody else has a chance. I thought it was a good joke. I wrote it in my diary that night. <laughs> now, now Virginia is right back in the discussion as like, okay, well, and, and their, their coach, Mike London, we're for real. We're for real. Okay. Prove it on Saturday. This is a big deal because a ton of eyes now are watching this game. That's why ESPN picked it up. Those are all valid points. However, no deal. Louisville blew it. They really did. They turned it over five times. They fumbled inside their own 25 with five minutes to go with the lead. They blew it. Virginia took advantage, of course, 
But I think that Virginia, who's gone 2-1 the last two years and still had really bad seasons, is not the team that maybe you think they are. I'm captain, like, less respect for people, <laughs> right? Houston, no, no, BYU 17-plus. It's an eight-point game. I get it. I'm way off. But, no, it should be a good game. But no deal. Number four. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. Bronco getting his feelings hurt over non-sellouts. No deal. Has BYU ever sold out a Thursday night game? Doubt it. And and with here's the thing. It is so convenient or Friday night to watch non Utah State a college football game on your beautiful high definition television screen yes. and have yes. all of the angles and the sky cam and oh sky cam like and couple that with a Thursday night. That's it's just. Really hard to sell out a Thursday night game. On Saturday, I'll be shocked if it's not a sellout, however. You're 3-0, you have all the buzz, and it's on the weekend. It's more convenient for fans to get to. You won't have as many traffic issues. So, yeah, I say no deal. Bronco will be happy with the sellout this Saturday. Unfortunately, I agree. No deal. Bronco wanted the sellout post-Texas ranked team. It's just hard on a Thursday. It really is. And there were. it's hard for the RVs to get in town. For the tailgating to happen, it's a it's a business day. It's a weekday, that, but that's the cost of business. Would you rather be on ESPN or have Saturday games that aren't on ESPN? ESPN, ESPN, hundred percent. Number five, last one, big deal, no deal. Matt Damon returning as Jason Bourne. I can't say no deal after that, right? Jason, Jason Bourne. <laughs> no, this is a big deal. The Bourne Identity was the movie that was on the plane when I was coming home from South Korea from did you my watch mission. It? And I was like, I don't, want, watch it? I don't want to watch it. But then in my mind, I'm like, well, if it's on the plane, so did it's, you watch it? it's edited. And so actually watching it right now is going to be better than when I get home and watch so it. So of course you watched so it. So I justified it, and I watched it, and I loved it. What are you going to do, read Psalms or something? Like, yeah, I put on the it's headphones. It's a 12-hour flight. <laughs> yeah, big deal, of course. I'm excited. The one with Jeremy, what's his name? Jeremy, Jeremy Bre- Renner. Renner. Uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. That one was not good. Born Legacy. I, when I came home from my mission from Brazil, yeah, I'm putting on the headphones, rocking out. I'm like, it's over, baby. Yeah. It's over. There were some missionaries that were reading their scriptures, and, what, and I was like, you know what? Because mm-hmm. nope. listening to music on the plane home is a sin. <laughs> it really is. It's a big deal. I love Matt Damon. Funny thing is, he did not like that character when it was first introduced to him. He, Interesting. He, he thought the script was horrible. I read about that yesterday, as a matter of fact. But Matt Damon, yeah. Let's go, baby. <laughs> our tw- when, when 2018 when is this do we know i don't know I, aren't you the pop culture guy with music and movies you're the I movie just asked critic the question so you're, i have no clue you're the movie critic am i no. i need you to research no. that deliver deliver the goods if byu gets to six and oh then what let's go back to the twitter machine we tweet at Matthew W. Evans, we may just have to put some more of that confetti in the rafters. That's right. Yes! Well, if BYU goes undefeated, maybe. Maybe. We'll shoot off the confetti guns? Yeah. That, I think we should, we should make that promise right now. If BYU finishes the regular season undefeated... Is that for us to make? Yes, it's for us to make. Probably need to ask the, uh, the set people, because they had to help kind of clean it up, <laughs> right? And we didn't... And yeah, everyone but me... <laughs> Why up. didn't you help clean it that's up? A, that's why. I couldn't. I was in Connecticut. Because it was game day and we had pregame uh, prep. That's why. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let that one fly. I have no good excuse here. We can help clean up the second one. Confetti guns back out if BYU goes undefeated. How's that for motivation? That's, that's what I call these right here. Yep. At Crazy Coog Fanatic, there will be much rejoicing throughout the land. Blue goggle alert will go to DEFCON 1. Oh, it'll be crazy. Fully... 
full face cover goggles. Next on BYU Sports Nation, Blaine Fowler joins us why he thinks Virginia will give BYU everything they can. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Also sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. My name is Spencer Linton. That man is Jerem Jordan. You're a good man, Jerem Jordan. Thanks, Spencer. You're welcome. One lucky fan will win a trip for two to the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl with our BYU Sports Nation. Take your fandom to South Beach Contest. All you have to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and then post a tweet using the hashtag BYUSNMiami. The contest ends October 4th. Good luck. You should do those things, of course, after you listen to the show on BYU Radio and or watch it on BYU TV and download the show podcast on iTunes. You've got a homework list. Listen, you're asking too many things. Nope. Like, just keep it real simple. No, I'm not. Like, hey, do these nine things. Do those nine things. How about, like, two things? Like, like, do the Miami, (laughs) take your fandom to South Beach contest. And listen to the show on iTunes. Are you telling people not to do the things? No, do whatever you want. I'm just saying you've you've crowded the message up. <laughs> like filter, zoom, two things, boom, I can do that. Okay. Should we Simplify. save the other, other two for later in the show? And then the other two for later? Save the other seven for another day or something. <laughs> Resetting today's trending topics. The next three games for BYU football, the biggest three-game stretch on the schedule. Because of who they play... And all of the attention they're getting, and all three of those games will be on the ESPN. It starts that's with Virginia big, on Saturday. That's a big reason why we've selected these three as kind of the. I don't want to say it would it would break like if BYU loses once at any time breaks the kind of pedestal that BYU's kind of set themselves up on. Not the team per se, but the fan base of hey, there's a realistic chance BYU could go undefeated. The schedule you don't have uh, Wisconsin, Notre Dame. Uh, TCU 08 on the road type of game here. You have teams that you'll be favored against in every single game, even on the blue turf of Boise State and at Central Florida. There are so many moving crazy? parts. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's the perfect season for BYU to go undefeated. We'll go into this later, not today, but an, another day of how does BYU actually make the New Year's Six? There are six bowl games, two of which are for the national semifinal, three, I guess I'm going into it now, <laughs> three that uh, are contract bowls. They're going to they're gonna have uh, contracts with different Power 5 conferences. They'll make those. There are three other games that BYU can make it into. Cotton, Peach, Fiesta. You would think Fiesta with Miami. Blaine Fowler's here. Come on in, Blaine. There are five open spots. Five open spots because the group of five gets in there. This is the perfect season for this to happen. One, BYU's team. Two, the schedule. And three, the bowl setup. Because next year, there's basically one spot. In 2015, there will be three. 2016, one spot. So it trends downward. So that the, so the chance, is it every three or four years? You the, get the three cycle works out, yeah. So that there will be, every third year, there's a greater chance so for it's a team the, like BYU to break it's in. It's the perfect time to go undefeated. It really is. Like, next year would be... Uh, great, but I just don't see how BYU goes undefeated with that schedule. Taysom Hill received one fourth-place vote and two fifth-place votes in the latest ESPN Heisman Watch Experts poll. That wraps up also trending topics. Joining us now on set, Blaine Fowler. He's here for after further review tonight, but before he takes on that challenge, how about this, Blaine? What's the toughest game left on BYU's schedule? We've talked about the next three. We think the next three are like the crucial stretch. What do you think? If Virginia plays the way they played last week against Louisville, it, it's a very tough game. And I think it's it's good for BYU that they're at home. Um, Utah State 
if they can get Chucky back, it looks like he's going to sit out this week, um, and then they have a, 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 a chance for a bye, mm-hmm. so they have a chance for him to get healthy if he's healthy. I don't know that he's been healthy all year, though. And I've watched Chucky earlier in or the his season. Whole career now. Yeah, he just he, he just the freshman. he just hasn't looked right this year. He hasn't had confidence to go full speed. And if Chucky can't run around and be a you know make plays with his feet, then he's not Chucky Keaton. He's he's not going to kill you as a straight drop back guy. And so so that game without Chucky isn't quite as tough. I still think that Central Florida because of matchups. On the road, so you're going to go back to the East Coast to Orlando, actually to the Southeast. If you think about it, that's a long trip. They have a lot of team speed, um, and there's still a lot of talent left on that team from a team that was a really good football team last year. They don't have Bortles, but so so to me, I think it builds, um, and I think that that Central Florida game is probably going to be the toughest. I think Virginia is maybe the best team they're going to play, uh, but it's going to be here in Provo. But it's at home, and 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 I think Virginia is still trying to find themselves offensively. So yeah. I think. Defensively, it's a very good football team. Will BYU face a better defense than Virginia's this year? No, I think Virginia's the best yeah. defense they're going to see. Mm-hmm. And and they've got tremendous team speed. They're experienced in the secondary. Harris at strong safety is a beast, just a great player. Their outside linebackers can really, really run. Um, you know, I, I was watching, is it Vallis or Vals? V- Vallis, yeah. He, he's number 88, so he looks like a wide receiver. But he, he yeah. reminds me of Alani Fua because he's 6'5", he's and he's 240 pounds. He runs tremendously well out in space. He comes off the edge in pass rushes. He gets in the throwing lanes. He was a hassle for Louisville last week. And this is a Louisville team that's pretty confident offensively. They've been really good. They held them to under 300 yards. That's the best job anybody's done against Louisville in a couple of years defensively. And so How about that? As, as I watched that, um, they shut down a team that is confident offensively. And I thought, oh, okay, so here's, here's the best test for BYU defensively so far this season and maybe all season long. Now, I don't think Virginia knows who they are offensively. You know, I, I just they don't even know who their quarterback is. Yeah, Lambert is. Lambert played the most, and he, th- he threw for 162 yards against against Louisville, and he looked solid. But all they're doing with their quarterbacks is having them be game managers. I mean, that's it. Seriously, yeah, and simple and, throws. Yeah, and they don't ha- they don't have a hundred yard per game rusher. They're not consistent offensively, and I think BYU's defense is really good. Um, and so I think they're going to have a hard time moving the football. The big key to this game for BYU is to make sure that they don't turn the football over because that's what Virginia's been this year. If there's one thing that's the hallmark of this team, they've forced turnovers. They've forced 13 turnovers this year, number Holy one cow. in the country yeah. in three Five games. Yeah, and so so that's how they've made a living. Their offense hasn't had to be great because they've had a bunch of short fields. And so so that's the key for BYU is they take care of the football, and then I think they win this game going away. If they allow this this – tepid at best, mediocre Virginia offense to get short fields and get some points, then all of a sudden this is a ball game. So, so to me, I know turnover margin is always big, but it's even bigger in this game because Virginia is very good defensively because they have a reputation already for forcing turnovers. And, and I, don't, I think it's the only chance Virginia has because their offense just isn't good enough to move the ball on a consistent basis. Let's ask you our Twitter question. If BYU gets to 6-0, and they win the next three that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then well they're already in the national conversation. So and when I came in I heard you guys talking about you know the New Year's Day. It's not New Year's Day but the New, New Year's, Year's Six. Sixth. Yeah. So so then then I think they go undefeated and and they get in the New Year's Six this year. And it doesn't matter that there's one less spot open next year because next year if they get Taysom Hill back and everybody back and have the kind of experience, then they they start out the season as a top 
ten team possibly. Whoa! And and if or at least the top twelve team, if everybody's back, and if they start the season, pre-season. yeah, I, I think if they go undefeated, and then there's no question that Taysom and Jamal and everybody's coming back, that they start out at least as a top twelve team, and start out as a top twelve team, and with the schedule they play in September, let's just say if they can go undefeated through the end of next September, oh, it's on. Then they're a top fourteen. That's the toughest September. And, and then you don't worry about the New Year's six. You worry about oh. playing into the, into the into the final four. You could actually get into the playoff with yeah. that and schedule. So, and a year that that's the perfect scenario for BYU. Yeah, go undefeated. Because I don't think I don't think and I think it would be very difficult. Everything would have to align perfectly yes. for BYU to get into the final four this year. But I do think that they if they go undefeated, I believe they'll be in New Year six. I believe that. And there's no question they should, because where they're at now, and you look at the power rankings and who they're gonna play, and teams are gonna beat each other up in conferences. The Big Ten is down this year, not a not a great league this year. The Big Twelve is top heavy this year. The ACC is good, but maybe a little top heavy. The Pac twelve maybe is not as good as we thought they were. Um, you know, in the first couple of weeks, as we saw this last week. Um, but but I think the fact that the Big Ten's down, they're not gonna get a couple of teams in. The Pac-12, we thought could get two teams in. I'm not so sure about that. The SEC could get two teams in for sure. They'll, they'll get two always teams have in. the one. They're, they're the only league this year that's living up to its preseason billing. The SEC is as good as they've ever been, and the ACC is probably kind of holding level. But I think the, the the Big Ten is way down, and the Big 12 is way top heavy. I mean, Oklahoma's terrific, but but they're in a class all by themselves in that league. Baylor, ba- you think Baylor, is good? You're Oklahoma not sure how good. State. Yeah, I think Texas there's a big Tech step down. I, I watched Oklahoma last Saturday, and I'm going. How do they get that many fast guys ever? I mean, that team is so fast, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and that, that league doesn't have a lot of speed this year, and so they look like an SEC team playing in the Big 12. So they're, I think Oklahoma's going to come out on top there. But, but I absolutely, if BYU's undefeated, they, you know, I expect them, and they will be, in that New Year's 6. And that sets the table for an unbelievable September next year. And if they come out of that thing undefeated, now you can start talking about playing for a national championship. And, and look, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We're but, allowed to talk but, about that, but right? But I do. Coaches can't, but we can. So, okay, next year, let's say, let's say BYU goes 11-1, 12-1, whatever. They just have a couple of us. At Nebraska. They're down. Boise State. Beatable. At home. At UCLA. Beatable. No Brad Hundley anymore. At Michigan. Utah will prove that Michigan's maybe not as good as... Yeah, I, th- I, think, Utah, I think Utah's a you really good chance... Games Utah has road. a really good chance to beat Michigan on the road this week. Yes. Michigan's a good team defensively. They're a lot like Virginia. They're a good team defensively, but not. they don't know what they're doing on offense. They're very average offensively. The number one defense in the Big Ten right now, which isn't saying much. But, <laughs> but uh, Did you hear Gary Patterson's quote about... Hey, what, what, I was exactly. what, do you, what do you know about your offense, Coach? And he said, well, we've played Samford and, and a, a Big, Big Ten, Ten team, team, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who knows? Although Stanford's really good defensively. Samford. Oh, Samford. Yeah, Samford. I'm like, they didn't play Stanford? No, yeah. Samford. That would be big a different difference. story. Stanford is a big-time defensive <laughs> football team. Samford and a Big Ten team, you didn't even mention them. Oh, my goodness. That's a slap, isn't it? That's a big-time slap. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. You can catch him on After Further Review tonight. Uh, Blaine, we ha- only have a little bit of time left, but on Saturday, what do, you th- what do you think you'll see from BYU that will be better than they did against Houston? I think they'll be more consistent offensively. I really believe that going back to the East Coast and playing at UConn and then flying back home and, and trying to get things put back together, flying back to Austin and playing in a huge game and then coming back and don't practice on Sunday, so you really only have two prep days, and now you're playing uh, at home on a Thursday night. When they went to step on the gas pedal when they should have to separate themselves – 
there wasn't any gas, and and it wasn't just physically; it's mental gas too. They just didn't mm. they just didn't do it, and they they had a lapse there and allowed Houston to climb back in the ballgame. BYU's a twenty one point better team than Houston is. They're they're twenty one points better than Houston. But that wasn't what the score was. Um, but I think with nine days of preparation and playing at home and Virginia flying, they'll be ready to go. They'll be much more consistent offensively. And I think when they go to step on the gas, all those will still be some gas in the tank. Awesome. Dallin Levitt on the phone. We will talk to him after the break. We'll ask him about BYU's preparations against the Cavaliers of Virginia and the adjustments that the Cougars are making as they look to go 4-0. and Really, we want him to get 6-0 and then 12-0. One game at a time. Win them all. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're in crystal clear radio vision. Coming up Saturday, 2.30 Eastern time, BYU and Virginia will get you set with Countdown to Kickoff, 2.30 Eastern, live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Live shots from the field, see the guys warm up, see the all-whites as BYU prepares to take on the Cavaliers. Twitter question today, if BYU gets to 6-0 and and they get through this critical three-game stretch, then what? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us after practice on the phone, the most recent, I guess, uh, Benefactor of the BYU recipient. Sports Nation Karma recipient, Dallin Levitt. Dallin, you, you were on the show before Texas. You balled out in Austin. Are you a believer in the karma now, my friend? I believe in it. I believed in it before, but now I see it firsthand. <laughs> when, when during the Texas game were you like, man, the karma's real? Um, as soon as I got, well, as soon as you guys told me, I believed it. Nice. I like that. Okay, so there was no, you believed it from the get-go, and you went and you played really well. Now you're 3-0. You dominate Texas 41-7. to You get out really fast against Houston, 23 nothing. You win that game 33-25. As you look back at the tape, and now as you get ready for Virginia, what are the things that your coaches have been harping on you this week in practice that you need to improve on to beat Virginia? Um, I think, well, the difference I think that we need to come out with in the second half is with more energy. Um, but, I mean, with, with our co- in regards to our coaches, it's, uh, it's the same thing every week. You know, we just stop the run first and then, um, get our eyes right and play action and stop the deep pass. And what did you work on practice in practice specifically today for Virginia? Stopping the run. They got some good <laughs> running backs and they got some, they got our, our physical up front and they're a very good team. So we need to stop the run first and foremost. So we had Michael Elisa on the show uh, last week and he told us that uh, there's this, this idea that you get new socks at halftime and, and it helps you kind of reset and, mm-hmm. and starting to get it's supposed to happen. It didn't happen against, against Texas. Everyone was mad. So apparently you like came out and we're all mad. You didn't get new socks and, and dominated the Longhorns. Did, did you get new socks against Houston? And if you did, did it help? Um, actually, to be honest, I think we did get, <laughs> I think we did get a second pair of socks in Texas. I could be wrong. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, everybody. We go in there, and we. Um, a lot of people like to change out their socks and um, change out their their undershirts too, and just treat it like a second game. Um, more energy coming out. So did um, you, so did you ahead. get socks against Houston? A second pair was that? Uh, is that the key to a successful second half? Um, I don't. To be honest, I don't remember. I I had my own second pair of socks, but I don't know if we had all of our own. You you mentioned you need to come out with more energy in the second half. Was there some lacking just because you were playing a second game, you know, uh, from Saturday to Thursday? Um, no, I don't think so. I just think it was a lack of focus and um, a lack of staying in the moment and, you know, focusing on one play at a time. And, and uh, um, you know, if we go one play at a time, we'll be we're able to 
be more successful, I feel like. You keep mentioning we need to stop the run, and that's what the coaches are, are going after you guys for every week. You have the third-best rushing defense in the country. You haven't given up over 100 yards rushing to any team. I think 72 to Connecticut, 82 to Texas, and then 10, yeah, 10 to Houston, who just gave up on the run, and probably to their credit. But what's going, what's going right for you guys as a rush defense? Um, we have a dominant front. Um, our defensive linemen are are really really good. We have some great nose guards able to two gap. Um, our linebackers are feeling very well, and our our uh, outside linebackers are holding down the edge. And you know when when the safeties are needed, we're able to to come help in the run. We thought that the defense would be good because Bronco Mendenhall and Nick Hell know how to coach defense, despite the loss of Kyle Van Noy and Daniel Sorensen and those guys. Have you guys felt the difference, I guess, this year of, okay, this is our group and we're going to still bring it to that uh, BYU defensive level? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I'm, honestly, we have, we have some very, very, very good players. Um, Craig Bills, uh, Robertson, Daniel, Alani. I mean, I can go on and on, but those, I mean, we have some guys that really are some serious NFL players, in my opinion, and I think that they'll show that. We just got this tweet in from at Spencer F. Davis. He said, if Levitt's game were compared or compared in, or compiled into a movie, it would be rated R for violence. <laughs> Is that accurate? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going out there. Yeah, we're, we're trying to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the goal. We play physical, and, um, you know, Craig is, is holding it down in the middle of the field, and I mean, if my if mine's rated R, I don't know what what Craig's is. Craig's about to be illegal. <laughs> that first play, Craig just knocks the lights out of. Was it Deontay Greenberg? Deontay Greenberg. Yeah. Oh my goodness! That's when a play like that happens. That sets the tone for the rest of the game, right? Oh yeah. I mean, the receivers. You see it the rest of the time. The receivers didn't want to. I mean, Craig is just a dominant physical force, and I mean, they did not want to come anywhere near that man. <laughs> BYU sophomore defensive back slash safety, Dallin Levitt, joining BYU Sports Nation. Uh, he just benefit, uh, was the benefactor of the BYU Sports Nation karma against Texas. In fact, Dallin, I, I, say we give it I to think him we're going to give it to you again, if that's okay with you. Heck yeah, it's okay with me. I appreciate that. Okay, we, are <laughs> we, now we play these like Gregorian chants. I don't know if you can hear it behind us, but take What's it, that? T- that we're playing like this music behind Gregorian chants. Take it in. <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. There, the karma is happening. <laughs> Got it. I'm feeling it. Okay. What, what do you think of the all whites? Oh, I'm excited. We are gonna we are gonna be looking so nice. <laughs> it's gonna look good, and the crowd in all white in the afternoon. How does an afternoon game change things for you guys? Um, uh, honestly, it's. Well, me and Craig were actually talking about it last week. We I don't really like the night games. I'm so anxious to play the whole time, but we got to keep our nerves calm and the whole the whole day. But <clears throat> I mean, we got to wake up and. Have a little walkthrough and go out and play. What do you do to stay uh, stay calm until you try and get jacked up later on in the day? Sleep. I try to stay in the hotel room or <laughs> stay away from people as much as possible. Is there a revenge factor in this game, given what happened to open the season last year in Charlottesville? Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it's revenge, but it. Um, I mean, we definitely we definitely owe them one. Um, we uh, we need to come out and we need to be explosive from the beginning and set a tone and then carry it all the way through the whole game. Dallin, great to have you with us. Uh, next time we talk, we need to go in-depth of what your diet was over the offseason so that Chairman and I can put on 30 pounds of muscle. Okay? <laughs> I just want five. <laughs> Sounds good. We, that will be discussed. Good luck against Virginia. Enjoy the karma and represent. 
Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Dallin Levitt. We owe them one. Yeah. This. Yes. They're, it's not revenge, but guess what? It is. I'll say it for everybody, and everyone knows it. It is. Interesting that he you says they lost to the main last emphasis year. every week in every game is stop the run. It really, it really does work. Stop Be- the run. You become one-dimensional, and that's BYU's strength on defense is stopping the run. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we revisit today's top headlines, and we take you around the Cougar Whip around. BYU Volleyball still in the rankings, but where and who's up next for the ladies? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, my friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. It's been a really kind of all-over-the-map entertaining show today. I've been on the fringe of laughing the whole show because I'm just thinking about Trogdor the Burninator <laughs> the whole time. We've been talking about <laughs> the Born Identity and false weather reports. Uh, Blaine Fowler comes in firing bullets with 2015 undefeated positive. I'm like, September, like, whoa! whoa, whoa okay. well, just, we're just talking about the set of three right in front of us right here. We're getting in trouble for talking about the next three games. You know? Yeah, no, it is exciting. Let's break down the 2016 last three, and if Stop BYU can... It. <laughs> you know what we should if do? If BYU goes undefeated, <laughs> they'll be the greatest ever, and get invited to the SEC! Oh. <laughs> I, there's no response would, to that. Would you rather be in the Big Ten or the Big 12? Question mark. No, I well, thought it was interesting this ESPN week when college, brought that up. college football live was like, if BYU was in the Big Ten, where would they fit? I thought that was so interesting. Desmond Howard, number two. Yeah, Desmond Whoa. Howard and David Pollock both sounded off on that. We were both, we, you and I were looking at each other like, huh? Yeah. Where I did this come was, from? I thought that was a little high. It would be fun to see. But David Pollock said, yeah, number two. In the and Big then, 12, BYU would get eaten up because of the way the offenses play. They said BYU plays like a Big Ten team. I thought that was so interesting. This is not your grandma's BYU. It's a rushing offense BYU. In the 90s, it would have been BYU a plays like D. a Big 12 team now. Yeah. It chucked the ball around. And BYU's identity, let's be honest, it's, it's Taysom and Jamal with the offense. What is at its core? It's BYU's defense. The BYU's defense, defense is top 25 every year. And now. the ground and pound. Yes. How about that? Interesting. So anyway, yeah, interesting Eat conversation. Your heart out. Desmond Howard said that they would compete for a Big Ten title. I tweeted that out, and then he tweeted at me, and he said, hey, keep going. Keep fin- finish that quote. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, like uh, I, don't, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. You know what we should do right now, though? Cougar whip around. It's yep. time for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's volleyball. 12th ranked BYU. Dropped three spots. Plays Idaho State tonight in Pocatello. Don't sleep on Idaho State. I don't know this, but maybe the Hill family will host them for dinner. This Friday, the ladies host Utah in the Smithfield House. Golf. It's day two for the women's team at the Dick McGuire Invitational in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Cougars in 10th place. Leah Garner. Once again, playing well. She's tied for 26th at four over. Future guests. Listen, it's loaded the rest of the week. Dave Kane, the play-by-play on the radio for the Virginia Wahoos. And Ashley Hatch of the women's soccer team. Thursday, Michael Elisa. And Virginia head coach Mike London returns to the program. And then Friday, Nate Austin will join us. And we'll hear your one-on-one with Bronco Mendenhall this week. What should I ask Bronco? What's the one question that I absolutely have to ask Bronco this week? Send it in. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I get to talk to Bronco every week. What's the one question that you want answered by the head ball coach at BYU? Today's What's rise and your sh- toughest game left on the schedule? Ooh, Virginia. Okay. He'll say Virginia. Of course he will. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And the Rise and Shout goes to... How about Dallin Levitt? Sure. For accepting the karma right from the get-go. No, nope. I'm going to... Well, okay, that's yours. 
I want one too. Fine. The Arkansas State player who faked, <laughs> like that he got shot on that punt. If you haven't seen this video, you gotta watch. I hadn't seen it to until that, this morning. To that player, they play Utah State apparently this week. It is so funny. What do you? What did the coaches tell him to do? It's a that? fake punt, and there's like a receiver in the slot, and he just keels over like he dies. Bang! Just falls out. Meanwhile, Arkansas State, the punter throws an interception. <laughs> It's like the weirdest looking play ever. <laughs> I dare say that no college football game has ever seen something like that. Ever. Yeah, there's some weird stuff that goes around, which is fun. So so Sports Nation, the uncle of this program or brother, they tweet they just cut him out and put like put this in different places. So it's like in Mortal Kombat, like finish him and it's the guy leaning over and all that. Awesome. <laughs> Lance Twitter, Stevenson blowing him over. Our Twitter question today, if BYU gets to six and oh, then what? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At Dave Farns. Then there will be lots of kids named Taysom. I think that's happening true, already. True statement. What's up with that? It's, it's Jimmer and Taysom. These like, they aren't Mormon names per se, but like the Utah Mormons are known for having some interesting names, right? They're not Utah Mormons, but they're unique names, so they catch on nationally. I'm serious. That plays into his, his brand. If BYU goes undefeated, there will be this is the Taysom baby boom within the BYU Sports Nation demographic. Yes. At John McAfee, if BYU is six and zero, then you will see college game day on campus. That will happen. No, you don't think that will happen. If they're what game? What game? If okay, if they're, if they're eleven and zero, Savannah and they, State. If they're eleven and zero, and they're at Cal Berkeley. Maybe not on campus in Provo, but don't you think that game day will no. ride the way no. somewhere? No. There'll be a better matchup somewhere. I would love for game day to be there. That'd be great, the exposure to that. But it's on – game day's not coming to BYU this year. If the Boise State game were on a Saturday in Boise, maybe. 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 But Bo- if Boise State was undefeated, then it would ha- I don't see him in happen. Provo, but no, I, I no. see maybe, maybe at California if Cal no, is a better stop. team. You stop it right now. No, I'm not going to stop it. Thanks to Dalton Levitt. They went to North, they went to North Dakota State. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Because they're undefeated. It's North Dakota State. Exactly. It's North Dakota State. They're not State. coming here. The show on demand on BYUSportsStation.com and BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Rod Wilkerson. BYU Sports Nation back to work in Radio Vision tomorrow.